0: Cougarfan.com, Rise and Shop podcast, episode 445. Get all of your BYU sports news at Cougarfan.com. Matt, did you watch any of the NFL playoffs? Playoffs?
1: Playoffs? You knew I was going to make that sound, right?
0: 100%. That's why, I, that's why I did it.
1: Who didn't watch the NFL playoffs this weekend?
0: Flipping um, amazing. There were some good games. There were some good games. Um, a couple of key injuries though right mahomes yes. going out uh, hopefully yes. he gets back for the um, for the uh, afc championship game this weekend didn't i it would look be a shame. great he didn't look great yeah you um, can never tell with concussions right after the fact I, you know sometimes it seems like not a big deal and then you know remember justin well, morgan for the move, twins
1: right right Yeah. Oh, and you want to move really slow you want to pick him up slow you know what oh, i mean yeah, yeah. cuz you just don't know so I just at the end of the day, like yeah, great. I, we want to see him in the conference championship game, but at the end of the day, you just you want to be able to keep playing. You want well, to yeah, be yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, got to go through the protocol. I mean, and all that stuff. But great games, great matchups. Unfortunate for the Saints, obviously, the fighting Taysom with Taysom with his own injury on the sideline. Um, but I mean, Rogers versus Brady, it's a pretty sweet matchup on that side
1: think about this for a minute it's 2021 and we're about to watch aaron Rodgers and tom
0: brady play each other to go to the super bowl well did it's you see
1: 2021 that? and we're still doing this
0: did, and it was brady and breeze it was brady and breeze right uh, combined age of 90 10, 9, 985 years old right it's did like, you see the doctored up
1: photo ad where they like aged them both
0: yeah yeah that was pretty cool yeah it's hilarious um, so so did you see the graphic in one of the games where they had all of the quarterbacks left in the final eight were either 25 or under or 37 and older.
1: Yeah, I saw
0: that. Which, if you go historically, most starting quarterbacks in the NFL are between the ages of 25 and 37 historically. Right. right. That's, that's the sweet spot of when you're going to be a starter and when your team is likely to be good. So there's never been anything like this, where you've got these young guns like Mahomes— Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson um, on one side, and then you've got Breeze, <laughs> Brady, Rogers, you know, and Alex Smith would have been in that list, not for the final eight, but, you know, had he been able to stay healthy at the end, you know, you had, it's just amazing to me, right? Um, so we'll, we'll see. What we'll but see. what's
1: fun about it is we've talked about, like, this golden age of quarterbacks in the NFL, right? You know, and, yeah. and I think Peyton Manning's on that list. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, I think are all on that list. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, we've and people have talked about, well, what's going to happen when these guys retire? And the good news is, is
0: never we we already never, know never what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's Patrick some great Holmes, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen,
0: Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar
1: Jackson. Yeah, Josh th- these are the guys that are going to happen.
0: Man, uh, boy, was I wrong on Josh Allen? Uh,
1: all I was all sorts of wrong on Josh. Yeah, Allen.
0: we were both like. Uh, we were both very, very wrong. I mean, he's he's yep. quite good. And, you know, yep. Kyler Murray, another young stud, and a few guys like Joe Burrow and Tua that are probably a little too early to write them in that group, but both have the skills to potentially be in that. And then we're going to talk later about where's how Zach Wilson might fit into that group. So stay tuned. That's a tease, folks. That'll that'll
1: pay off later in the show.
0: Yes, much later. All right, so let's jump into the Tweet Bag. Tweet Bag. We start out with an email from Keith Smith. You can email the show at uh, risingshoutpod at gmail.com. Do
1: you have to read that off like a cue card you have hanging in your No, I even started
0: saying it right. It's you and Sweeney have messed me up. I didn't do a thing. You messed me up. All right, so (laughs) Keith said, hey, boys, three questions about high-profile athletes with church or BYU ties. Name recognition, the general population knows who they are, what sport, which teams, their general story. So do people know that about BYU or church-tied athletes? Who is the most high-profile LDS athlete right now? His vote is Taysom Hill.
1: Yeah, I think that's true.
0: Probably. I mean Jimmer would have probably better name recognition. I doubt most fans though know that he's playing in China.
1: No, like hardcore BYU fans know that he's playing in China, but NBA fans are, oh, some
0: are not aware. Hardcore NBA fans might, but casual NBA fans will not. Um Fair. but it's gotta be I it's gotta be Taysom at this point. I, I think Fred Warner is approaching that with that pro bowl, all pro quality season he had for the Niners. Um, But quarterbacks are always going to be, get more recognition. But if he becomes the starter next year, if Breeze retires, it's definitely Taysom Hill. If it's not already. So, all right.
1: Yeah, I think at that point it's, it's Taysom Hill.
0: Who is the most high profile LDS athlete of all time? Steve Young or Danny Ainge? He offers two choices, but then he says, although Sean Bradley was in Space Jam. I
1: mean, that's he was true. famous
0: in space. He was famous. No, he was famous. Did they play in space? I thought they played on Earth.
1: They did, but the aliens knew who he was. They oh, stole that's his that's powers.
0: True. That's true. He he didn't have any powers. He was just tall.
1: Uh, he did have a power. He was super tall.
0: Yeah, that was his power. Um, I've got to say it's got to be Steve Young. NFL yeah, I went through,
1: and yeah, Super Bowl winning quarterback like yeah. it's got to be Steve Young.
0: I mean, Danny Ainge may be if you look at the entire body of work per se, being the you know coach for the Suns and GM, longtime GM for the Celtics, right? Um, but I think it's got to be Steve Young.
1: But I, I think you got several honorable mentions, right? Like Dale Murphy, who should be in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yep, Dale uh, Murphy. That's a good one.
1: Danny Ainge, Wally Joyner.
0: Uh, Wally Joyner's not even close. Um, to the other people we just mentioned.
1: Okay, yeah, probably not. But a, another an LDS guy that without BYU ties that won championships, Mark Madsen.
0: Yeah. He was famous for dance moves. Uh, yeah, but again, not in the Steve Young realm.
1: No, he wasn't a Super Bowl winning quarterback.
0: And he right? wasn't in the Danny Ainge realm either, I don't think.
1: No, um, but he, he was on a... Yeah, did they win? Did they win a championship yeah, he played, when he was in
0: college? When he was with LA? No, 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 in college. Uh, no, I don't think he won an NCAA. Like, were they like a Final Four team? Maybe. Uh, I don't remember, but I think he won an NBA
1: championship. Oh, he definitely won an NBA championship yeah, yeah. for sure because he did the dancing on the float yeah, that yeah. was went viral. Oh yeah, that's
0: right, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I mean, he was an All American in college. Um, and of course he's now head coach of the utah valley Wolverines um
1: and a nice guy I met him very briefly in two thousand the oh seven o eight basketball season
0: really but two time yeah. n b a champ both in o one and o two third team all american in ninety nine and two time first team all pack ten before it went to twelve teams um he speaks spanish I don't know if you knew that, but he went on a church mission, a mission trip as this to Malaga, Spain. Yes, am I on his Wikipedia page? I am. Of course. I am.
1: Yeah, clearly. You're just reading his biography off of that's Wikipedia. Right, that's
0: right. But um, I mean who
1: else is I mean, who else is out there that would that even gets into the conversation, right? Because I feel it. like it's Steve Steve group. Young's the easy win. But it's, is that the
0: group? Is that the whole group? It's Steve Young and Danny H. That's the group. Is anybody else that close? No, these other Jimmer? guys are
1: kind of honorable mentions.
0: Jimmer, no, Jimmer might be close. Jimmer was. I mean, a he phenomenon. hit pretty high profile as
1: a college player.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. He's a phenomenon, so he might be in that conversation. The next one he asks is, "Do your answers change if we limit it to only those who played at BYU?" No, because uh, it's still Danny Ainge and yeah. Steve Young and Jimmer. Right. What about sports figures in general? Examples like Lavelle Edwards, Andy Reid. Um, Andy Reid's a pretty big deal now after winning the Super Bowl last year. I, I don't know that he eclipsed Steve Young per se, but maybe if they if they were to win another title and he's a two-time winner uh, coach, plus, I mean, he, uh, you know, made the Eagles good for a decade, um, Andy Reid could be up there. I think Lavelle, it's been, it, it, he's been out of the limelight for too long for a lot of fans today. Obviously, long time or hardcore college football fans know who he was.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it, but but does that put like if does it change the answer if we include those people? Do I even say like Lavelle Edwards? Um, Maybe is it, is more high profile than Steve Young? I mean, the, the coaching tree is pretty.
0: Coaching tree is pretty impressive. Um, I would say, you know, with Andy Reid, did you hear his quote about? What, oh, down I went to BYU, it's always a passing down. Yeah, it's always yeah. a passing down. I love it. That's awesome. I thought it was fantastic. All right, next email came from Jeremy Ashton. He said, this was actually from a week ago, so it's a little dated, but still good. Will Matt be rooting for the Longhorns now that Coach Sark is at the helm? So obviously Steve Sarkisian, the new coach of the Texas Longhorns, Matt are you now going to get some burnt orange or whatever the heck they call that color?
1: Oh, I don't know if I'm going to get burnt orange, but I I'd answer this question with with two words. "hook'em." But I uh but so obviously I live in Houston and there's the division the division between UT fans. And when we say UT here, we mean Texas. Don't that's that orange, not the other orange. And um And Texas A&M, right? So at work the other day, I'm in a I'm in a conference call with. There's three of us. There's me. There's a guy that's a huge A&M fan, went to school there, and another guy who's a huge Texas fan, went to school there. And this was actually this was I don't know. It was like a day or two after the hire, and the A&M fan, yeah, would all he just wanted to like bag on the hire, and I and so I watched it for a little bit. Then I stepped in. I'm like, hey. Sark is gonna go down, and I've said this on this show. I believe Sark Sark could go down as one of the greatest college football coaches in history. And this guy's like, "Oh, you're crazy." I'm like, "Well, you know that he's a BYU guy," and he's like, "Oh my gosh, he's a BYU guy." So that just gave him all like all this other you know fuel or whatever. Um, but I don't think that a lot of people realize that like that, that that have piece that, have, that have pieced that together. You know, they they just I think he's more famous, especially today, as a coach um then as a player but uh yeah well and
0: he didn't have an NFL career of note right right so that that is part of it the other part that probably disassociates him from BYU is his past at USC yeah
1: and that actually came up in our conversation I'm like you gotta let that go man like you know what I mean like that's that's water under the bridge like you you gotta let this guy move on and go back to coaching
0: well I think Uh he's earned that right again right went and coached at both the NFL and the college level as a coordinator and has stayed clean and been very public about his, uh, issues with alcoholism. And, and, um, I'm with you. I think if we believe in forgiveness as a society, I think you gotta let people grow and come back. I think and he'll if, be really good. And if
1: you're Texas, if you're Texas, he's a great hire.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing with Texas and with most places um, Bill Connolly talked about this at ESPN towards the end of the college football season as as you know, these high profile openings were coming up. The way Texas handled it as usual was poor, right? They said they're gonna keep the, way- the guy Tom Herman, right? Am I getting the right person? Yep. They they change coaches so often. Um that they're gonna do that and then they say they're gonna do it and then they fire. Him. It's bad form, right? Bad form. Um I think Sark is a good hire. I think he'll be a good coach. I think people forget that he was a good coach and that he... Because I think a lot of times people think, well, you know, he wasn't that good. Um, And he did have some mediocre seasons. But I think if you look at overall, he was regarded as a good coach and was going places, potentially at USC. Um, But, I mean, his his record at Washington was 34 and 29, right? Um, And 12 and six at Washington. So, but his offense at Alabama was one of the greatest offenses ever.
1: And he's churned out of that offense quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. Yeah. I mean, at one point they had two of them, like the backup was so good, right? Like they couldn't hold him back. So I, yeah I, I i think that the the only thing that could hurt him in austin is the uh is the boosters and the way that they've run how many coaches in a row out of town now right uh because they you know you that's the big problem i think with that job is the that is such a strange animal at that school and and handling those relationships is just so weird um th- I think that's that's probably the hardest part of that job
0: yeah Oh, I, I mean, think you got the, to you put got facilities,
1: you've got some history, and you you are sitting in a great recruiting hotbed, right?
0: Yeah, like
1: I I think they I think the institution makes that job harder than it
0: needs to be. Well, and, and in the end, like if you're Tom Herman, did did he really do a bad job there?
1: He just landed a top twenty recruiting class.
0: I on his way you, out the door. You let him stay so he could land a top ten recruiting class.
1: Right. But they but the boosters mm. didn't like him.
0: Well the I'm boosters just... didn't
1: like strong. They just it's it's it I don't I I don't know I don't know what they're looking for there.
0: I mean but... he he had didn't win a conference championship. Herman didn't, right? Uh he, he did win f- he couldn't beat AM, but he won four bowl games. A- and he finished in the top twenty five three times. I'm just saying, I, I, I Sark's ability to be a good coach, I'm not worried about. But like you described, his success, long-term success, I would not have taken the Texas job if I were him. I would have waited for something else. It seems like it's a mess. It seems yeah. like being really good is not going to be sufficient. It's the same reason why it was Michigan made the right decision by keeping Harbaugh. Well, who's going to be better than Harbaugh? Who? Who are you going to get that's yeah, suddenly what are you, going what to are turn you, looking? you into uh, Ohio State North? I, I, he's your best shot. I mean, go hire some other current stud like Harbaugh was, and what? You know, I I think continuity sometimes has some value, as we learned with the with BYU this year. All right. Um, Way too much to talk about Texas football. Why do we care? We care because of Sark. That's why we care. So basketball, Matt. Uh, we're going to spend a little time here. Gary Payne kicks us off with a basketball-related question. That's at FastBreakGP. You can tweet at us at BYU underscore Ryshaw. The basketball team had two awesome wins. Uh, Clint Eastwood kind of discussion. I think he's talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's saying the good. Gideon George, the bad free throw shooting. That's not true. The free throw shooting was fine against, um against San Francisco. I mean, Barcelo hit like 10 free throws down the stretch. Um, and the ugly, Lowell's Achilles injury, ugh. Yeah. Um, so he asked, what's the worst sport injury you've experienced or seen in person? The worst one I had was, we've talked about on the show, when I had a double dislocation of my finger in church ball. That's the worst I've had. The worst one I've seen in person, I saw a girl when I was umpiring take a ball to the face and it broke her nose. Ooh. Yeah, she turned, like her friend yelled watch out like they, they the throw, it's like seventh or eighth grade girls and they th- the throw went too long and they turned and said watch out because it looked like it was going to hit her right in the back of the head and instead she turned because they said watch out and it hit her in the face instead, would have been much better hitting her in the back of the head. Yeah, Um, especially if she had a batting helmet on. Yes, uh, she did not. She was warming up, uh, throwing the ball as well. So she unfortunately didn't have a helmet. But um, that's the worst I've seen, the worst I've gotten. So the worst I've seen uh,
1: was in high school, um, uh, a running back snapped his femur. Mm.
0: It sounds pleasant. Um,
1: and it didn't compound, um, but he tried to, as he was laying on his back, he tried to lift his leg up. <gasps> and you could just see his. the only part of his leg that moved was between his hip and about halfway down his thigh. The rest <laughs> of his leg stayed lying on the ground. Stop, stop, stop. It's stop. one of the grossest things. <laughs> do it, one of anymore. That's the worst sports injury yeah. I've seen in person. I've seen some other types of injuries that were far worse. But that one that's the worst sports injury I've seen. Um first worst sports injury I've experienced. I mean I had chronic daily back pain for like fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> after but it wasn't high school football.
0: But it wasn't an so, acute I mean, that's, I mean the injury was the worst, right? But you yeah have but it a was day a it was you a gradual
1: problem back, over right? time. It yeah, was yeah. The, it was it was a it was a problem that 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 got worse over time. Um, chronic
0: back pain i mean i had a double dislocation of my finger i mean seriously um, i no? had
1: i walked around on a herniated disc for a decade oh so. my
0: gosh like who cares i, I anyway, had to go to the urgent care
1: i should have just gone and gotten it fixed so yeah, i'm the dummy yeah. um you uh, said it i didn't you know I, I i messed up fingers um i never i never got a really bad
0: no you injury
1: playing sports um you i played
0: a lot of sports we believe- for him
1: I did. I played sports year round from like the age of seven until college. And, um, you know, and then and did some, some intramural sports. stuff in college. Physical and stuff, yeah. I, all with lacrosse sports. and lacrosse,
0: football, and football, wrestling, and the wrestling, yeah.
1: injuries in wrestling are always weird. Um, and I can't, you know, I, I we're pretty sure I broke some fingers, but I, I
0: don't know. Yeah, I broke a finger in high school basketball. But quite frankly, the dislocation as an adult was worse. Way worse.
1: Oh, that just sounds gross.
0: Oh, it was, it was, and I went into shock. Like, it was a lot more painful than I thought it would be. Like, I thought I was fine after it happened. Um, But anyway. All right. So going back to the hoops wins, Matt, this team, this changed how I feel about this team. Oh, we're missing a question.
1: We're missing a question. Yes. Should I go back up on the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, while you look for the question?
0: No, no. I've got the question. It's on Facebook. Um, I just forgot to pull it up. I forgot to pull it over. It's from Mark Lyman. He says – I'll get to his question in a minute. It's about worst, best worst-case scenarios for this basketball team.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What changed for me is winning these two games on the road – St. Mary's is a good team. Um, Maybe not as good as we are, but they're pretty good, okay? Um, And San Francisco is a kind of a Jekyll and Hyde, but they're pretty good too, Um, right? They're, let's see, Massey's has got San Francisco at what, 92. And St. Mary's at like top 70, okay? We beat these teams on the road. I I don't see any way we don't go dancing, no matter what Joe Leonardi says. I think we're, we're going these, to dance. I think it's like we said two weeks ago. This team... I was starting to wonder if we were too high on them and having them in their own tier outside of St. Mary's, if I was too high. I am now solidified that they are absolutely that team. They're the second best team. They have the best chance of beating Gonzaga, though I don't think they're going to. Um, and... I don't know if they lose another uh, conference game besides the one against Gonzaga. They probably drop one more. I don't know.
1: And I've been saying that I've been saying that all season, right? There's one more in here that they're going to drop, but we played the two that I thought were the most likely candidates. Yeah, but... And when I look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, I say the university of San the game against the university of San Francisco is all three of those things.
0: Yes. It right. Was... Like yes. the first
1: half, was a little bit choppy. It was a little bit of an ugly win. But the good news was, is they came in the second half and just and just put the game away. But we we won. And doing that on the road after having played that, you know, I, I mean,
0: a brutal game. That's against a really good, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is a really good
1: sign, guys. Well, like the defense. Think about the. Is coming together. That they
0: just went through. Yeah, they yes. played the tough, the and three toughest opponents in the conference, three games in a row. On the road. On the road, and and the defense won those games. I mean, St. Mary's—the offense was made great shots at the end, right, to win. But overall, was not good. Three-point shooting, non-existent, right? And against uh, San Francisco, three-point shooting was not great. The uh, offense—I mean, seven turnovers in the first, what, like five or seven minutes against San Francisco. It was a tough game to watch at the beginning. Right. And I made the mistake of going out on the Twitter machine and seeing everybody panic in the first half, which I don't know in basketball why anybody panics in the first half. Right. Um, Especially if you're not down by 20.
1: Yeah. Close games at halftime are nothing
0: to to panic about. No, no reason to worry. And San Francisco is a team that had beat Virginia. But if you had told me that Shabazz was going to score 33 points and we were going to, it wasn't going to be that close at the end, I wouldn't have believed that. Right. Uh, Shabazz basically just saves all of his great games for us. I mean, I'm I'm kind of joking. He has other good games, but man, he just torches us. Uh, but what I loved was our guards. You know, that's a good defensive backcourt by San Francisco. Averitt and Barcelo were able to hold their own and then some. Right? Averett at the end in that yep. mid to towards the end of the second half. I mean, he just... I mean, he carved them up, had a couple of key buckets, a couple of good passes, and some good defense uh, on the other side of the floor. So I am I thought maybe we had been too optimistic two weeks ago, not because of the Gonzaga loss. I mean, getting beat by Gonzaga by less than 20 is actually a win <laughs> this year, right? Um, but I thought maybe hey, we were if too you high. Cover,
1: if you cover, that's a to win, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I am... Let's, let's get to, to, uh, to Mark's question. He says, what is our best case scenario for the men's basketball team? Not pie-in-the-sky outcome where they win all the rest of the games on the schedule, take the conference tourney, and are four-of-five seed in the big dance. I agree with you. That is not likely, Mark. Uh, they're not going to beat Gonzaga twice, <laughs> right, between now and March Madness. But a realistic best case scenario. And can you revisit the discussion on who you think should be starting for the Cougars and how many players should be realistically be rotating through on any given game? So let's do these one by one. What's the best-case scenario and the worst-case scenario? Realistic, right? They're not going to lose the rest of their games. They're not going to win the rest of their games. But what's the best-case scenario?
1: I think the best-case scenario is you lose one more conference game, regular season game against Gonzaga, and then you lose to them again in the tournament, and I, I think that's a realistic see- that's a realistic see- uh, ceiling.
0: Yeah, and that gets you probably what like a ten seed,
1: perhaps. That's exactly what I was going to say. It put I, I, ten is the exact number I I had picked there. Is you get it, you're a ten seed going into the tournament, and you've lost only two more games. I mean, that's I, I feel like that is the realistic. High high spot for these yeah. guys,
0: and I think the, I think the, I think that's the best case scenario. Yes, the realistic best case. I think the realistic worst case is you lose to San Francisco and St. Mary's and Gonzaga and one other team. I think that's realistic. As good as they played, I think teams can fall off the wagon. We see it every year, where teams look good and- at the first half of conference play and then lose lose something. Uh, and I think then you and or you get bumped early in the conference tournament. And now all of a sudden, you're maybe not even a bubble team at that point.
1: Well, and I, and I think you got to understand, right, is that yeah, while I believe that this team is going to beat St. Mary's in San Francisco again, um, these there's none, those games aren't gimmies.
0: No, no, for like, those sure. Those are losable games. Oh, absolutely. So
1: the scenario you're laying out here is just as possible. I mean it, it, it very that very easily could happen.
0: Yeah. I, I think it I think it could. I if you ask me to bet money on which one is more likely, I think the best case scenario is slightly more likely than the worst case scenario. I think the most likely scenario is we lose to Gonzaga again, we split with with uh San Francisco and St. Mary's and maybe you drop one other the game but then you do really well in the conference tournament and lose to Gonzaga again. I think that's your most likely I I just think expecting them to run the table besides Gonzaga, I mean, this is not a super experienced team, despite, you know, Harms and Barcelo and their experience. I I think you're just going to have one of those nights against a team, probably against, you know, San Francisco or St. Marys, right? But it could be against, I don't know, Pepperdine or somebody else. I hope not. But, I mean, you're not going to lose two of those games, though between now and the I end. I hope not. Um, uh, so Lyman's, Mark's other question is, and can we revisit the discussion on the rotation? I I think the rotation's fine at this point. I mean, if you look at the last couple games, you're going to see Barcelo playing a ton, Averitt playing a lot, um, Harms, he's going to play when it makes sense. I mean, he sat a bunch in the second half against San Francisco. Um, and for a good chunk of the St. Mary's game. Uh, I think Loner will end up playing more and more. Uh, Harding is obviously in there. Spencer Johnson, I I get a little frustrated with him. I, sometimes on defense, he seems a little lost. Um, Harward will fill a role, and yep. Nell's going to fill a little bit of a role. And then the wild card, quite frankly, so that's eight guys, right, um, is Gideon George. And I, Who, think I think we're going to
1: see some expanded—I think we may see an expanded role for Gideon George. Man,
0: he was good against San Francisco. Yeah, I he mean, sure was. He was really good. I I think he's—I think against a team like Gonzaga, his athleticism is not as advantageous for him, and his weaknesses can get exposed, right? I think against the rest of the West Coast Conference, his athleticism— makes it so those weaknesses are just less impactful. Um, yep. But man, I, that, that, that kid's got potential. I mean, his defensive ability to block shots, protect the rim, and then offensively, you can have him go one-on-one, either with his back to the basket or face in the basket and go get a hoop uh, too. So I, I'm really... I'm really excited about him. I think he could he'll get better and better as the year goes on. I mean, the announcers against San Francisco mentioned, you know, just that that transition from JC ball to D1, it takes a while to get used to the speed and precision of the game. Right? Where athletic talent doesn't trump everything else. So, I think they're going to play 10 guys and I think that's okay if it if it's effective and he's playing the matchups. I I think people want inconsistency, and I'm not saying Mark wants exact consistency. I think Pope is a, is a tactician, and he's going to go with what makes sense with the matchups that he's got against a particular opponent.
1: Well, and what's interesting is you and I had a conversation a few weeks ago about depth, right? And and we talked about how a basketball teams unit can go 8, 9 plus deep, and we didn't feel like this team had that. But when I look at this stretch of these last three games, even looking at the Gonzaga game, I think there's a little bit more depth there than at least I gave this credit, this team credit for previously. Me too. Especially as you see some of these guys uh, coming along like a, like a Gideon George, right. Who maybe the game's starting to slow down for him a, a little bit at this point in the season. So if they can really develop that type of depth I, I, and get a t- something like a 10 seed going into the tournament, I mean, watch out. I mean, this, that could be, that could be a special run.
0: Well, and it helps, that depth helps when you end up with another injury, heaven forbid, or foul trouble, right, at some point. But if you look at 10 guys played at least 12 minutes against San Francisco, and it was nine people uh, playing at least 12 against Gonzaga, and I think it was nine or 10 against St. Mary's as well. So I I think at this point what we're seeing is it was nine against – St. Mary's that had played at least 12 minutes. I think you're going to see 9 to 10 guys playing meaningful minutes the rest of the year. I think that's okay. I, Harms isn't yeah, going to play 30. I, think, I mean, he just yeah. hasn't, and he won't. I think it's okay. I'm very excited about this team. Um, I really oh, yeah, enjoyed the San Francisco game. As ugly as it was, I really did enjoy it.
1: I think that's it was good to see watching. them do what they did. Yeah. I, it just gets you excited for the rest of the season when you watch a team do something. Yeah, for sure. You know, I... All
0: right, a couple of football questions before we move on to our last topic. Uh, so Jeff Johnson, that's at Jeff BYU, says, Amigos, F-plus ranked BYU as the number two team in all of the land in 2020 college football. I'm a huge fan of advanced analytics, as am I, Jeff. And I know y'all are too. Oh, look at that. They aren't blinded by brand names, right? They don't care. Do you buy that BYU was really one of the two to four best teams in the nation in 2020? So Matt, buy or sell BYU as a top four team in 2020. Yes. I sell it. I think they were a top 10 team. I, I think the advanced analytics are weird this year because a lot of them, not all the models, it depends on the model depend on out-of-conference games to get to to calibrate everybody against each other right um and unfortunately this year there was a dearth of of out-of-conference games now not all the models use it that way but uh i think this year we can't trust the models the same way i usually would but i think byu is a top 10 team
1: well but they got ohio state in the top five which we think is probably legit, and and even if you look at the at the Football Outsiders rankings, I mean, I I think that their treatment of the defense is fair, and so uh, when when I look at that in context, I think okay, well they got that looks where they have the offense and the defense looks about right. So the way that this all comes together should should shake out. Yeah. So for me, I feel like that I feel like that tells us that yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying about the data set. This is a little bit of a different season. They don't we don't have as much. Uh, interconference play. Well, I mean, but uh, Pac-12
0: didn't play out of conference. SEC didn't play out of conference. Big Twelve, it was limited. ACC, it was limited. You know, I, I, it just it hurts your ability to because there are one hundred and thirty teams. It, it hurts your ability to. You know, it's not like the NFL where there is enough cross play that you got a pretty good idea who's the best team going into the playoffs, or at least who played the best, right? During the season, it's a little harder, Um, you know, but the computers love this this year
1: with the Pac-12 and they didn't play a lot of games either. Like a lot of them, you know, is that when you look at the football outsiders um, rankings, you don't get to a Pac-12 team until you get 16 deep.
0: Oh, yeah. I I mean, the American conference was better this year, right? Well, yeah. Is is there any argument about that? Top to bottom. I mean, I know the Pac-12 fans will hate that, but it's just statistically true, you know, and the results in bowl games can confirm it for us as well. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, you know, it was a good good season for the Cougs, that's for sure. Not the Washington State Cougs. No, not um, so much for them. Dustin Call, that's at DLCall5 on Twitter, said early season preview for next year. I don't know if we're going to go too deep on that, Justin. But what pieces are coming back, which replacements will fit in easily, and which positions need help? So, Matt, I'm going to play a little game with you. Okay? All right. All I'm right. going to take every major position group, and I'm going to ask you, better, the same, or worse than the 2020 season. Okay? Okay. Kicker. Uh. Worse. It's got to be worse. He's not going to be perfect. He'll miss a field goal next year. Right?
1: Yeah, he's going to have to.
0: Okay. Punter. Can I say neutral? Yeah, I'm going to say same as well. Um Defensive backfield. Ooh. Um,
1: let's look here. Let me pull this up. Defensive backfield. Uh, Luz Wilcox. Yeah, I think, I think you may take a step back here.
0: I th- think that's likely, but I'm going to say the same. There's some young guys that I thought played really well that I think will step in and fill holes. So I'm going to actually take a little risk on that one it's stay the same. Linebackers. Uh,
1: I think you take a step back there.
0: I think you are neutral to better. You want to know why? Interesting. Why? Peyton Wilgar superstar
1: superstar
0: i i really think the difference is going to be i say kafusi was very good solid guy um assuming he doesn't come back is he announced he announced he was i'm sorry yeah did he i can't remember
1: i feel like we should know this off the top of our heads this is embarrassing
0: no you're embarrassing um i think wilgar takes a massive step forward that's my prediction. All right, defensive line.
1: Uh, better.
0: Oh, it's got to be. Take a step back. You're losing well, Tonga.
1: I'm I'm all over the place, right? But I think you've got a couple of yeah, guys here that are going to take big, big steps up, right? Big steps. Well, Batty It'll be Zach right? Daw. You lose. You lose Daw. You lo- like you like everybody knows you lose Tonga. Man, I don't know. Maybe I'm being. Way overly optimistic you here, are. but I.
0: All right, other but side. But you, of... you didn't have
1: batty from you didn't have batty for much of the season, right? So,
0: I have two words Uh-oh. for you: Kairos Tonga.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Fine.
0: I, you could be right. You could be right. You, you can take a risk. I took a risk. Take a risk. Make a stand. All right, taking a stand. Don't, don't waffle, Mister President. All right. Um. Other side of the ball, but staying interior. Let's go with. The offensive line. Yeah, I think you take a step
1: back here. I mean, you're about
0: to lose the top five mean, offensive linemen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. losing some of other, you're some, really, some really, really good, good talent. here. So yeah, You've You back. got a couple guys here that they could get drafted. I mean,
0: yes. Yeah, uh, tight ends.
1: Same. I think you. I think that stays the same.
0: I'm going to say better. You'll have Holker back. It's oh, going to be better. Point. Absolutely better. And Rex will be better. That that group to me, I, I think, is a massive disappointment if they're not better. I, I don't know how much better Rex will be. I don't think he'll catch more touchdowns than he did this year. But as a whole, I think they'll be better. Uh, wide receiver. Uh, wide receiver is going to be worse. I think it's going to be worse. I, I don't think you can expect someone to step in that's... Um, That's going to, there's some possibilities that people, some, some young guys that may step up, but I, I don't think you could say, predict that somebody else is going to have a top 10 all time BYU receiving season, (laughs) right? Maybe Romney. Yeah, that's a a tall order. Though, because he might've, he was kind of headed that direction before he got uh, dinged up a little bit, right? Right. Running back. Uh, Better. It's got to be the same or better, right? It's the same yeah. guys I think
1: well, and I think Algeria gets better.
0: I think Algeria gets better, and I think you you grow some depth uh, behind the two starters, but I feel really good about going into the season with those two right
1: no, I'm with you. oh, I'm with you for I sure. I feel
0: really good about that. and then of course, the last position is quarterback.
1: I think you have to say that you take a step back here. I mean, we yeah. we just watched one of the historically best statistical seasons in BYU football history. To expect that you're going to stay even or surpass that in the fall of 2020 is I mean, that's just foolhardy.
0: Well, especially the fall yeah, of twenty twenty since it. we'd be getting in a time machine and going backwards.
1: All right. So there was a lot weird about what I just said. I used the word <laughs> foolhardy and I referenced the wrong year. I can't get out of
0: twenty twenty. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. You're stuck. Can I relieve, can I relieve, um, all right, so, in. speaking it's of Zach Wilson, that's right, that's right, Hotel California, um, let's talk about where he'll end his laugh, that's, where he'll end up in the draft, in the laugh, where did you?
1: where did what you, is, what? what, where Are he
0: will talking?
1: end, his, where he will end his laugh, <laughs> so, I mean, if he goes to the Jets, like, yeah, that yeah, might be that, the end of his laugh,
0: yeah, no more laughing there, uh, so, no. um, the y mountain is his where might be the best place for him to land so i've got the first like 20ish teams in the draft um because people could trade up right so some people say well he's not going to last past the first 8 or so and that's probably true based on what all the draft nicks are saying but people could trade up right so let's let's go through this list and i want you to evaluate them on three things And we'll talk about it for each of these teams. Need for a QB. Can Wilson be successful there? And do you personally want Wilson to play for that team? Okay. Excellent. We'll do it in draft order, starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're on the clock. They've recently hired Urban Meyer, who's, you know, a big fan of BYU football, um, as their head coach. Um, Do they need a QB, Matt? Yes. Yes, they do. Well, they have Minshew, they don't need a yep. QB. They they a do tackle. have a Minshew. Correct his blinds. Protect his blindside. No, they hmm. definitely need a QB. Can yeah, Wilson the be successful there? Nope. Yes. You don't think Myers going to run a good? You do you? You don't want him a part of that franchise? You think I don't Myers think, think a disaster? it's going to work
1: out. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to work out.
0: I think the answer is yes. He can be successful there. I'm going to believe in the the Urban. Now, when he quits after six months, like he pulls, a, pulls say, a Nick Saban. And it's done in the middle of his first when season. When the owner
1: of the Jaguars agrees with Roger Goodell to play 90% of their games in Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Urban's going to be like, wait, we're doing what? What did you say again?
0: Uh, and then the last one is... Playing
1: games on a pitch.
0: Do you want Zach to go to the Jaguars? No. Absolutely not. No, I don't want to play for Urban Meyer. So Justin Sweeney has a question. Sweeney! He has a question in that vein. He says, Urban Meyer seemed to really, seemed really high on Zach throughout the year on Fox college football shows. Does an ex-Ute make a Cougar the first overall pick? Recent audio clip made it seem like he wasn't 100% sold on Trevor Lawrence at number one. Probably not, but the background story would be fun. I'm hoping San Francisco, to be honest, will get to the Niners a little later in the show. Um, Matt, do you think what Urban Meyer said, basically he called out three quarterbacks, Fields, Wilson, and Lawrence, as all being great and said that it's up for internal debate on who they're going to pick? Do you believe I, that?
1: No. I do not believe that. I think Urban Meyer is setting him. Is he's playing the game, guys? He's playing. Don't tell everybody who you're going to pick until you have to, because if the Jets and Falcons really want, or they've really settled in on fields or something, right? And they feel like that something like he might, they might be able to squeeze some value out of there. I think that it's highly no. unlikely that they're able to do that. But why would you give up? Why would you give up what you're going to do at this point in the game? Why would you give that up? Because well, that also if goes on, goes on, it goes on to hurt you in
0: your contract negotiation. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Why give it
1: up now? Don't give it up.
0: I think you're right. I just don't understand the posturing. If you're going to take Lawrence, tell everybody in a month that you're taking Lawrence. Like, who cares? If if that's what you really want to do, just do it. You're the first pick in the draft. You can do what you want. They're not trading the pick. Right? They're not trade letting the Jets trade up. Now, if they really aren't sold on Lawrence, then I guess maybe you, you could might. let the Jets trade up, get yep, cuz the Jets have another first round pick, right? Mm-hmm. In this year's draft I think and too. obviously a pick next year that will still be very high. Um so you might be able to get some some value. But if you believe Lawrence is the guy, you just take him. You don't play games at number 1. If you believe Lawrence is the guy. All right. Enough about the Jaguars. The New York Jets are next on the clock, Matt. Uh, do they need a QB?
1: Yes.
0: Well, Sam Darnold, I believe, is a free agent. So even if they, you believed he was the guy, they'd have to resign him. Uh, can Wilson be successful there?
1: Nope. Have they,
0: they haven't hired a coach yet, have they?
1: They hired somebody, but it doesn't matter. Didn't it's they the really? Jets. They're a dumpster fire. Who, I'm pretty sure they, they hire? hired somebody. Some guy. I don't think but it's the always. Jets, man. It's the Jets. It's it's a dumpster fire. Oh, it's you do Yeah,
0: from San Francisco,
1: right? The defensive
0: coach. Oh yeah, I don't like that. You don't want to go there. Yeah, I don't like that. I missed that one. How did I miss that one? Oh, that was today. That's I know I they had
1: it. interviewed him, but they. It, it, I just. I that's not the place for a brand new quarterback to the NFL to get developed.
0: Yeah, uh, and I don't want Zach to go there because I hate the Jets. It'd be very hard for me to root for him if he was playing for the Jets. Like many of you feel about the Patriots. Yep. All right. The Falcons. Do they need a QB? I would say yes. I mean, Ryan's old.
1: He's not going to be around forever.
0: Uh, Can Wilson be successful there? Yes. I agree. And would you want Zach to go to the Atlanta Falcons?
1: I would because I think it's a good situation. He's not going to be expected to go in and turn a franchise around or start right away. He can understudy with a, with a very successful NFL quarterback uh, who has been very consistent across his career in a town that knows how to put together a winning team. Like, yeah, yeah I I would I, – I'd think that would be a great situation.
0: Yeah. Um, next is the Bengals. They don't need a QB. They just drafted nope. Joe Burrow. Uh, could he be successful there? Sure. Uh, yeah, do maybe. I want him to go there? Not really, but mostly that has to do with why are we talking about this? The Bengals aren't drafting a QB. Cause
1: yeah, right.
0: All right, the Eagles. Uh, do they need a QB? Because they've got two of them. I don't even think them. they know. They don't even know. They got Carson Wentz, who was good a few years ago, but has not been good since. And they've got uh, Jalen Hurts.
1: Who's good now, but they can't seem to, like, let him just let him play.
0: Yeah, but do you think he's a I think franchise Jalen Hurts, QB?
1: I think Jalen Hurts could be... The answer in Philadelphia for a couple years. Do I think he's
0: Drew Brees? No. But if he's not Drew Brees, who cares? You don't win Super Bowls. You're not likely to win Super Bowls without a franchise quarterback. Very few teams have done it over the last 25 years. You know? Yeah, but there's very few of those guys out there. But that's what I'm saying. You You have to take a shot. If you're the Eagles and one of these three guys drop to you and you think one of them is the man. Or you have a chance to trade up to get one of these three. And you believe that Fields, Lawrence, or Wilson are the future. If you're the Eagles, you have to pull the trigger on that. If what you're telling me is Jalen Hurts is a guy. He could help you win. He could make the playoffs. But he's not the guy. And Wentz, I think, he needs a start somewhere else. I hope he comes back. I really thought he was going to be one of these young studs that we're talking about. And he just, since he got hurt, hasn't been the same for whatever reason. Kind of sad.
1: It is sad. Cause he was a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah. He was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so could he be successful there?
1: Uh, yes. With I think Philadelphia.
0: so. I think so. And would you like him to to play for the Eagles? No, I would not either. Okay.
1: No Philadelphia teams.
0: All right. Detroit Lions. Oh. Do they need a QB? The answer is yes. Dafford's done. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, do Could he be successful there? Nope. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want him anywhere near that.
1: Nobody uh, can be successful there. That team hasn't been successful in forever. The only thing that was ever good about them
0: historically was Barry Sanders. Yeah. No, you don't want to go there. No, you do not. You're going into a dumpster, and I don't want to see him go there as well. All right. Carolina Panthers, do they need a QB? Um, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's the answer.
1: Yeah, I agree there.
0: Could he be successful there? Um, I think so. Yeah, what makes you say that?
1: Uh, they've got some other pieces.
0: Yeah, they've got a great running back.
1: You got a great running back. They've got a, you know, I mean, they're decent.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. But well, would I want him it. to go there? I mean, if I'm prioritizing targeted places here, I, mm, that's
0: yeah, not. Yeah, I like Matt Rule top, as a coach. You know, I like, I yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, and I would like him to go there. Panthers would be fine. Uh, Broncos, another team with a collection of guys. Drew Locke. So I'm going to say yes, they need a quarterback, right? Yeah, they need a quarterback. Um, Could he be successful there? I think it's a decent setup to go in and be successful. They've got some good offensive line. Play Um, some weapons, not great. Um, Would I want to see him play for the Broncos? No, I can't stay on the Broncos. Yeah, no. Um, But I think he could be successful there. Here's a fun one. Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is a free agent. They did not sign him to a big mega deal. I think you can say that means they didn't think he was that. He's coming off an injury. Um, do they need a quarterback? Or do you think, no, just go sign Prescott? Well, I'm a big fan, think, by the way.
1: I think they, they should just go sign Prescott.
0: Um, okay. Uh, is If they were to draft Zach Wilson, do you think he's got a chance of being successful there?
1: Um, yeah.
0: I think so. Uh, would you They've like to... Some... Go ahead, sorry.
1: They've got good pieces there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's some... Uh, handing the ball off to Zeke isn't the worst option as a young QB. Yep. Um, Would you want to see him playing with the star in his helmet? No. I would not. But it'd be okay. It wouldn't be my favorite, but it'd be a lot better than the Jets. Speaking of teams I don't want him to play for tipping my hand a little bit New York Giants do they need a quarterback I think they uh, don't think no. they do I think they, they do They
1: don't think they definitely don't think they do
0: but I think they do again to me this feels a lot like Jalen Hurts I
1: think right I I think to use your words like they've got a guy
0: yeah if somehow you've got a chance to draft which I don't think they'll probably get the opportunity if somehow they got a chance to draft one of those top three, I think you have to take the shot and then try to trade Jones.
1: Yeah, and I think at this point in the draft, he's only falling to these teams if they trade up for him.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't think, or I don't something think Zach crazy Wilson's yet. still
1: on the board yeah. by, at the, by the time we get to the Giants. I think he's gone.
0: Yeah, I agree. Niners, do they need a QB? They got Jimmy G.
1: I don't think they think they need a QB.
0: Again, I think Jimmy G's a guy. Um, So if they don't believe it, then they're not going to trade up. They're too far down. Would he be successful there? It'd be a great setup for Wilson, right? Oh, yeah. Not a ton of weapons, but a great defense. You don't have to win it all yourself. Um, Would you like to see him in the red Yeah, that'd be be fun. That'd be cool. Uh, Chargers, they do not need a Qbert. Q- they don't
1: need a quarterback. Q- Q-Bert. Take.
0: Qbert? They don't need a Qbert. Is that what Herbert's name is now? Qbert? Did I just change? a I don't know what's going on. They anymore. don't need a QB. He could be successful there, and it would be a good. I, I'd be fine seeing him play with, for the Chargers. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, but if he went there this year, he's not going to play.
0: Well, I don't think he'd ever start for them unless. Herbert got injured. Right. Um, Vikings, do they need a QB? Kind of.
1: Yeah, I think they
0: probably do. They've got a guy they're paying a lot of money to. Uh, could he be successful there?
1: Um, I don't know that I I'd have to really think about this, the Vikings. Um,
0: well, they got a great running back in Cook. Got a couple of okay wide receivers
1: he got he got some pretty good receivers actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. he could be. I think he I think could, he be, could successful. be successful. there. I'd love to see him play there in the purple. I, I'm not a Vikings fan, but lived there for nearly a decade and and um Is Kubiak
1: know, the offensive coordinator in Minnesota?
0: I think so. Or hmm. he was. No, I think I think he'd work there. I, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback and I don't think he's gonna fall down there. Yeah. So now's the one everyone's going to hate this discussion, Matt. The Patriots. So I do think they, we should spend
1: most of our time on this one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do they need a quarterback? They do. Absolutely, they do. Could he be successful there? He could. Do you like winning Super Bowls and winning MVPs? I do. I do. Um, yes, I mean, Josh McDaniels, if he had a big arm like Wilson's, he would find ways to make Wilson very, very successful. And they'd minimize his weaknesses and maximize his strengths in classic Patriots fashion. Um, But will Josh McDaniels still be there? Yeah, he's not going anywhere. No one's hiring him again after the Colts debacle.
1: I don't know. His name is floating around in some fun places. Would,
0: Would you do it if you were a team? After he came in, started to hire a staff, and then backed out and went back to the Patriots? I'm not. He's just too high risk. There are other good young studs out there. Plus, he was a disaster endeavor. Yeah, it wasn't good. So I know his name. His name's always going to circle around. But uh, would you like to see Zach Wilson play for the Patriots? <laughs> yes, I would. So so much. I per- so much would. Percent chance that the Patriots use a bunch of draft capital and move up to get one of these top three studs? 50 no it's way less than that but it's not zero you
1: think so oh i think it's i think it is i think if they have 3 potential plans for the first round it's one of the 3
0: i'll tell you what i thought mac jones might be the guy for them you know and he'll be around around this time i think um or maybe trey lance i'll tell you what after i saw Zach, uh mac jones without his shirt on after did you see that picture of him smoking the cigar oh my gosh how is a college like, quarterback in 2021 look like that?
1: That's like, it's like, it's like, uh, what's the story? Would uh, John Crook yeah. is out at dinner with a group of people and yeah. he gets introduced to introduce somebody and they say, well, well, John here is a, uh, you know, plays in major league baseball. She says, well, and the woman says, well, you don't look like a professional athlete. And he says, I'm, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm a, I'm a baseball player.
0: That's right.
1: But that's kind of what this was like. He's a quarterback, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man.
0: Quarterbacks are chiseled. Burrow, like, here's the thing. There's a reason Mac Jones didn't play until his senior year. It wasn't just that Tua and Jalen Hurts were in front of him, which was a big part of it. This guy, I mean, all the stories about, well, he just needed to find himself and work hard, but he stuck around, you know, that Herb Street was telling. I read a translation. He was a lazy guy who got outworked. Right? By guys that were maybe more talented, but willing to do everything to win. Seeing him without his shirt on, I was like, dude, I don't want the Patriots to draft that clown. What's he going to do once he's got a bunch of money if he couldn't work out and get himself like that in college at freaking Alabama? Right. Like, does he lift weights? Uh, that's why I'm looking I... at him and go, I don't look that much different than him without my shirt on. <laughs> oh! That's a weird thing to say. That's weird. <laughs> that weirded me out. It's kind of true. All right. Next one is the Cardinals. They don't need a QB. He could be successful there. I don't care if he plays for the Cardinals, but they're not going to draft him. They're not going to take him. They don't need him. All right. Raiders. Here's an interesting one. There's a guy that loves QBs named John Gruden. Do they need a QB or is Derek Carr the guy? He's a guy, right?
1: Derek Carr's not the guy.
0: He's not the guy. Um, could he be successful there? Would you like to see Zach Wilson play for John Gruden. Um yeah. I it could be I, fun. It could be fun. And I don't hate the Raiders like some people do, so I I don't I'm not against this, but he's not going to go down there. Um interesting one is the Dolphins. Okay? Uh yeah, do they need so a QB? Everyone's like judging Tua on this season. They don't need a QB, right? Like Say they somehow, I mean, could get up into the top five and draft one of these three studs. They're not going to do that. That doesn't even make sense, right?
1: It doesn't.
0: But like, I kind of—it
1: kind of sounds to me like they are judging Tua by what they've seen already and decided not the
0: answer. I mean, they did pull him right and put Fitzpatrick in. I I think they made a mistake, mistake by putting Tua in at all this year.
1: They just couldn't figure out how to back out of it, so they were like in and out. I mean, Fitz
0: was playing I, well. I, I think you just let it ride, and then you give him the reins going into the start of the year. Yeah, I mean, I don't but know. they made the playoffs, so no, they didn't make the playoffs. They just missed the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? right? I mean, but they were they were a pretty good team this year, so I don't know. I don't think they're going to draft. I think it'd be a good spot to land. I don't want them to end up with an NFC East team, not called the Patriots. Agreed. Um, speaking of other teams, Washington, they definitely need a QB. okay uh, Alex Smith is old, right? And Dwayne Haskins. Right. What's he doing again? I can't remember. He's 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 um... Instagram star.
1: I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what his full time. I don't know what his day job is. But
0: it, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's, yeah.
1: it's not football.
0: Yeah, it's not football. Um, so I think he could be successful there. I like Ron Rivera. You know, I think they're going to be good. Uh, great defense there. Um, Chase Young is a stud. Um, I don't want to see him play for Washington though. He used to live there. Do you want to see him play? No. In, in Washington football team,
1: I can't stand that fan base.
0: Yeah, so, all right, you're out. Uh, Bears, do they need a QB? Mitchell Trubisky played pretty well towards the end of the year.
1: Yeah, which is why they will think they don't need a QB, but they do.
0: But they still do. Uh, could he be successful there? I'm not sure. To be honest,
1: I'm, think, I'm thinking probably not.
0: Um, and I'm not it,
1: sure they're ready. Like this is you what know, it's. I think of the phrase, "This is why we don't have nice things." <laughs> There's several teams on this list that I feel that way about, and that's one of them.
0: And I would say I'd be fine if he went there. Um, Colts. They need a QB. Well, they, I mean, you can't. Rivers is old, even if yeah, they not know Yeah, they
1: know they need a QB. They brought him. He's a placeholder until yeah. they figure out the future. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just ju- a fact.
0: And Jacoby Brissett, who's the backup, is also a free agent, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't matter because they know he's not the guy. He's just a guy. Right? If
0: Wilson could pop into this team next year, he'd be in the playoffs. It's not gonna happen. But he'd be a playoff QB in year one.
1: That's crazy, but I think
0: you're right. I mean, uh I think they were close enough and could be close enough, and I think Wilson would be an upgrade over Rivers today. Not not Rivers at his prime, but today. But Rivers had a good year. Kind of resurgent. Uh would you like to see him play for the Colts? No. Nope. Next Peyton. Nope. Me either. Me either. Uh, you lived in Indianapolis as well. Not Indianapolis, but Lafayette in Indiana. That's a fan base I can't stand either.
1: And I've never liked the Colts.
0: No, it used I've to be a rival the of the Colts. Patriots, right? And yeah, I don't want to deal with this. Peyton versus Brady.
1: I can't deal with the cognitive dissonance.
0: Yeah. Well, the last team we're going to talk about today is the Tennessee Titans. Oh. Uh, they need, a, they need <laughs> yeah. a QB, right? I mean, they Tannehill's do. not the long-term answer. He's a guy. Right. Could he be successful there? I think they'd be a playoff team in year one with him on it. I think they could make I think they could make a deep run. And would you like to see him play? I I have nothing against the
1: Titans. Yes. I would I would love I to love see him go into this
0: situation. I'd buy one of those
1: I jerseys. Think, I think they could go two games deep into the
0: playoffs. I think you're right. Uh, I mean it's a very good team and they're missing one piece. And guess what? He's never gonna get down to them.
1: No, they'd have to trade up for him.
0: So today, based on no insider knowledge whatsoever, who drafts Zach Wilson? The Falcons. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I think the Jags are gonna take Um, the Jags are gonna take Lawrence. The Jets are gonna do the Jets thing, which is Fields, and then the yep. Falcons are sitting there just happy as can be. Because it's exactly who they wanted to get Wilson there at, uh, you know, and Miami Dolphins of course have the third one, um, but I I forgot I put them down low at their other pick, right instead of the pick from Houston, uh, which by the way Houston might need to keep Q- QB.
1: Well, they're going to need a QB. Deshaun Watson's done. Yeah, he's not coming back. I mean, and yeah, I he I know is. that technically, but. He, he won't and, play another – I play think another he is
0: the guy, not a guy, Deshaun Watson.
1: Oh, Deshaun Watson's a franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah, That's an MVP yeah. caliber quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Houston has done and the way they've handled this situation is criminal. I mean it's just sad. They've they've squandered one of the great quarterback talents in the
0: league. Well, and they traded – and they don't have this third pick, which they could really use.
1: They and They traded away like his best weapon – like, oh, and then they, they lie to him about the whole process. I mean, what the way they, this has just been one bumble after another. Um, and he's got a pretty good agent with him, I and mean, he's not he'll never play for them again. He's done.
0: Yeah, that's that's sad for the Texans because I'm with you. I think Watson's a stud. Um, and I think he's well, Watson's Lamar, amazing. I think he's Lamar Jackson, if it, but he just hasn't you know, he hasn't been up with the Ravens. Right.
1: No, if you put him on one of the on one of those other teams where these young quarterbacks have really been showing it, like he's just as good.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's better Which is than part Kyler Murray. The reason Murray. I
1: think he's so frustrated,
0: yeah. Right? yeah. But I think it'd be very frustrating. He's wasting really good seasons on a team that's know, for, not going anywhere. I think when J.J. Watt says, "Hey, I'm sorry, we
1: wasted, you know, when we wasted a season in your career this year," you know, and then mm-hmm. Andre Johnson, who's like. Who never talks you know is calling him and saying like you got to get out of there Yeah, you
0: got to get out of this place it's like, a mess. this is
1: i think that the, i think that's telling us that there is more than meets the eye to whatever's happening uh whatever's happening in houston yeah, and, and if you're sure. deshaun watson you've got to get out
0: you got to get out well matt that's it um you and i thinking he might end up with the falcons not a wouldn't be a worst wouldn't be the worst place no, that's a great, it's a great, it's a great
1: franchise. It's got. I, I don't good think they're
0: winning. I don't think they're getting the playoffs next year, but. No, but I think no, you could.
1: I think they get closer. I think they put some. I think if he if that's where he lands, I think he's that's a very good shot at having a good successful NFL
0: career. Okay, give you one other question before we go. Who's the most likely team behind the Falcons to trade up to get one of these big three?
1: I can't. I don't have in front of me who who has other picks um, late in first round, but off the top of my head, I'm gonna go and say eat the Eagles.
0: I, I think the Eagles are just. I just don't know what they're gonna. I think that's possible. They're at six, so it's not, you know, if they got to deal with the Dolphins to jump the Falcons, right? I was thinking Carolina.
1: I think Carolina is also a really good one. I, I think the Eagles feel like they don't have a quarterback.
0: It's just Which hard is why they pulled two.
1: when they did. I don't think it was a tanking thing. I think it was. I don't. We got to see like, if we got this. If these this guys, guys are it. all this right, we got to we got to yeah. try something here because we're gonna blow up this whole quarterback room and rebuild it. Yeah, and that's right. And yeah. I think that's Could what be. they were doing. But I think you're right about the Panthers because the Panthers are also searching.
0: They're searching, and like the Falcons, they may be a year or two away from the playoffs, but they're not. There's enough there that they're not. You're not sitting there like the Jets, you know. Though some some guys I really like that are NFL football writers think the talent is there with the Jets. That just the coaching and the organization was so bad. I don't know if I believe that, but um, remember the organization goes to the top like McNair with the Texans, right? Yep. So hiring a good coach doesn't always solve that. Uh, look at the uh, look at the Cowboys. How many Super Bowls have they won since John Johnson the, left? One? you
1: got to have the right pieces from the coach to the GM to the owner. All those pieces have got to line up right.
0: They've got to line up. And we you see it with the Chiefs. You saw it with the Patriots. You've seen it with Steelers as the sus- sustained success Mike Tomlin has had. Right By the way, there's another team that can use a QB. I mean, obviously, yeah. Roethlisberger will come back next year most likely and play at least decent man as much as I'd hate it because I don't like the Steelers Zach Wilson that'd be a great setup for you yeah that'd be a good situation uh you'd be in the playoffs and uh, from the get-go and you don't have to be the man yet right you could take a couple years to grow into it all right Matt well that's it for us this week if you enjoyed the show go to patreon.com slash rising shot and you can support us become a patron um And uh, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time.
1: Go Cougars!